Hello and welcome to episode 261 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Car Seat Gibbons, and joining me this fine, fine evening, he's got the most buttery fingers you've ever met, because he's been husking and buttering all that corn. It's Perry Burkham. I can't believe, I love that. I, you took it in a different way. I thought you were going to, I gave you some, some intro uh, fuel this week. I thought you were going to go with it, but you didn't. I don't need fuel. Because <laughs> corn doesn't yeah. have yeah. A, is a good enough fuel. <laughs> Dude, I had some corn the other day. But before we get into that, we're also joined by, I'm not quite sure what stage of life he's in at the moment. He might be a boy, he might be a baby, he might be an infant, <laughs> or he might be the most beautiful man in Boston. It's Alex Kalafi. It's your boy, baby Alex, in the house. How you Little doing? B. Yeah, little B. <laughs> little Balix. <laughs> That's amazing. Little B. That's so funny. Which is, uh, isn't Little B the based god guy? Um, that sounds uh, like it. I don't know. No, it's Do have any you, more guests, you pickle What's up? Do we have any more guests? Yes, uh, actually, we are joined for the second week in... No. Mick tried. We're like, Mick. We only bring you around once a year on purpose. And he's like, no, I like to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I, it was awesome to talk to Mick the other day. It I always was, forget. Yeah. I mean, I, we always have a good time with our guests, you know, but but Mick, it's always a good episode when Mick shows up. Mm-hmm. I, I consider him our Greg Leahy. <laughs> yeah. Just our smooth British guy. Yeah. yeah, except for he's not on every single episode. Yeah. Let's just pretend <laughs> like he was and then he left. Yeah. He's like actually Greg just, he, he's pulling what Alex normally does, um, and he just sleeps right on through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need, we need to buy him a microphone for the next time he's on, though. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> and we'll buy him an Xbox 360. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you filthy animal. That's because, our, do you remember when RFM brought, bought him an Xbox 360? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. I don't, but that, that I do remember that, yes. Anyway, uh, what do we have on? Did we say what we have on the on the docket today? A lot of quick bites. <laughs> yeah, a lot of quickies. A lot of quick bites Jesus on what Jim. we've been playing. Uh, I I have one non quick bite thing, but it's a lot of quick bites. Got some news talking about the new Big Brain Academy. Then we got some listener mail, uh, and then uh, I got to be honest, my polls have been on fire lately. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Alex got the best the poll in town. You hear it here first. Yep. I've always said that. I knew that this the is most beautiful I met him. But uh yeah, well good. Uh I guess it's time to get into food, which I Ooh. went to Colorado this week mm. into the mountains, stayed up in a cabin next to Did a you river. get high? I got high in Colorado. Ooh-wee. But not with marijuana. Just it would have been legal. Yep. Although something is amazing is just in the middle of nowhere, you will find these dispensaries. <laughs> just Are the they all lit up like like Seven Elevens with like neon signs? Like come no. here, purchase. No, no, they are spray painted on a piece of cardboard, and it's this. It's no, it's the opposite of Las Vegas. It's <laughs> it's it's terrible looking. But it, you know what? They know their clientele. Well, what's that supposed to mean, Jerry? Hmm? It means that we they know that they don't care if it looks like <laughs> a bunch of bums are running it. 
But they're just uh, chill, bro. Yeah, they're just chill, exactly. But yeah, I ate a lot of delicious food. Um, and then I came back and ate a lot of delicious food. And then Estuardo sent us this uh, video of his of a guy visiting his town in Mexico. And they have these, oh my goodness, these uh, f- fish tacos. Like these fried, they call it like the home, like they call it the original fried fish taco. Hmm. And which is crazy, but it looks so good. Shout out mm. to Estuardo for because that that was enough to be like, okay, I'm going to Mexico. Like seriously, <laughs> like it looked that good. Like I actually just want to go down there to have that to have those tacos. And oh, I'm it would to- be it'd be amazing to go to Mexico because it's like I love the cuisine cuisine so much, and I bet you like actually going and getting it authentic. I mean, like obviously you, you can get like authentic style up here. But I, you know, it probably doesn't even uh, come close to to the real stuff. But I was actually going to say my my food this week was a it was a very Mexican week. Um, Me too. It was when I, I was working, and you know what it is? I was done pretty early. And normally, like when I come home from lunch, like work, it's like I just grab, you know, like maybe I'll grab a sandwich or you know, fast food or whatever. Um, I don't normally think like, oh, let's go to the Mexican place. Well, you know what? They usually have like pretty good lunch deals, you know. Uh, like restaurants in general, I guess I should say in that front. But I was looking, and they had the chimichanga, and I've never had one before. Oh baby! Oh yeah! It was oh, delicious. Yeah. Now I will say it was not as good, in my opinion, as the enchiladas. There was still reign supreme, but uh, but yeah, it was a chicken, um, ch- chicken chimichanga. They deep fried it. Ooh, the chips and the some you know rice and beans on the side, all for a modest eight dollars. And you know after tax, it was like eight whatever eight and change and uh yeah it was delicious and then mm. it's funny because the next night uh kate and i were ordering food and i was like yeah because it was like our anniversary so it was like oh let's and she she usually likes sushi and stuff and i don't mind it you know not my favorite but uh so i was like yeah we can go there you know i, I know she'll like that and she's like actually i sort of wanted mexican food even though you got it yesterday and i was like well <laughs> You don't have to pull my arm, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you I, took her to Taco Bell. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> then we got Senor Tequilas. And it sounds like it'd be a horrible chain uh, or not horrible, but just chainy. But ooh, I think it means it sounds amazing. They got delicious food, dude. And uh, and that was delicious. But yeah, and then uh, I did actually. What else did I have? I, I, it was been a big food week because um, it was my birthday, too. So it's like I went to my parents house and we made. Or, or my parents made like a big rack of ribs and we had all sorts of good barbecue that way. Um, and then at my buddy's, <laughs> he took us the next morning. Oh my goodness. This place was called the Squat and Gobble was the name of the establishment. And it was like a breakfast joint, you know, but oh my goodness. It, it, <laughs> you go there and there's like half dry, half uh, cladly dressed mannequins uh, throughout the place. It, it was very weird. Uh, it was very weird, but it was very delicious. I had a delicious blueberry pancakes. Sounds like a, an Ooh. Alex type of place. Oh yeah, yeah. Alex, a love, big love a squatter, big gobbler. I yeah, that's actually. Uh, I was gonna say that's how I spend a Tuesday: is squatting and <laughs> gobbling. Um, Here on the Talk Nintendo podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, Perry, I'm looking at this image you posted, and can I guess what it is? Yeah. Okay. It's on Skype. Case. So. It it looks like either a chicken sandwich or a fish sandwich. Either way, absolutely delicious looking. Um, and then these fritters look 
they look a little like hush puppies, but they, I'm seeing cheese. They're, so I'm they're like, are these cheesy. mozzarella sticks? They're, they're like are... fried cheese curds? Yeah, yes. that's yes, where I was they thinking. Are. Okay. They are fried Is that Freddy's? No, this was a place called... <laughs> this is a place called The Pine Cone. The pi- the interesting. Uh, this is they're a, actually little mini fried pine cones. <laughs> yeah, in a place uh, called Bayfield, a little town in Colorado. Oh, uh, well, uh, I guess that makes sense. They got a lot of pine cones over there. Yeah. And this was absolute this was a spicy chipotle chicken sandwich. Mm. Uh, and it was super hot, like just, you know, like just like they put it on the thing and they brought it to me like right out of the fryer. It was so so good. Excellente. Mm. Excellente. Anyway. Did you drive? I'm assuming you drove uh, to Colorado. Yep. 16 How far? Hours. I was gonna say, like, I know you're. You know, I feel like for me, the middle of the United States gets a little jumbled with how far things are in my mind. As you know, mm-hmm. being able to um, sort of feel it out. But yeah, 16. That's drive yeah. right there. It was great though, and uh, yeah, it was uh, the Colorado is like. Absolutely gorgeous. Went through Wolf Creek Pass. If you've ever been, you should check oh. that out. Unbelievable. Mm-mm. We called it Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. <laughs> you know how people can't say wolf? wolf? Like when you're kids, like people say woof. They say woofs. I used to not is be that able that to a say thing girl. for you guys. I don't think so. Yeah, that is around here. People say woofs. Anyway, what'd you say, Case? I had trouble saying girl. What'd you I say? I guess, I guess it was like girl. <laughs> Oh, I couldn't you mean like, like with ours. Yeah, I couldn't like articulate it. Yeah, you couldn't articulate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was just a dumb baby. No, but, everyone. There's like most yeah. people are like that. In their no, I know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, ex- it was so good. It was really good. Mm. Dude, I'm getting Cheese hungry turds. all over again. It mm-hmm. happens a couple times a day for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Usually oh, when we're recording. <laughs> those Freddy's cheese curds, do, dude. Do those curds look pretty darn good right there? They were oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, amazing. when we went out, it's funny because uh, on, on Saturday we went out like uh, to a bar. You know, I don't like drinking that much, whatever. Uh, but we went, but I hadn't eaten all day. So I was like, I'm just going to go ham on this food. And I was like, but no one else is really eating. So I was like, I ordered the, you know, appetizer sampler and no one else ate anything from it. So I, I, I just ate the That's entire really sampler <laughs> and then I ate my dinner, my lunch as well. But I was so go. hungry, I was like, I don't even care. But yeah, I figured someone would pick at it, dude. It was like, all right, I guess I'm just eating everything. And it was uh, <laughs> it was the highlight of my weekend. Wonderful. <laughs> well, um, I, yeah, like you said, we have a bunch of quick bites. <laughs> now, wait, Alex, did you? Yeah, I didn't tell you what I bit this Sorry. past week. Tell me what you bit into. Yeah, I, I um, uh, the fiance's parents are in town. So uh, one of the things we did is we went apple picking, which was very nice. That uh, fun. Very, very fun New Englandy thing to do. Uh, is it nice and cool by you yet? Sorry to, to I want to get the emerges and uh, yeah, I, I can I can immerse you a little bit. It's um kind of in this phase where some days it's very summery, like 75, 80, which is kind of summery here. And then sometimes it's fall like which is 65 let's say maybe oh, low 70s that so sounds it's kind of gravitating between the two yeah and this is this is a a pretty major business and that they have like a store where you can buy apple goods and various fruits and jams and whatnot and then they also have several types of apples 
and then um they also have blueberry picking and hay rides and all kinds of stuff. Anyways. Do they sell toques? What are toques? Hats. Uh, like a winter hat. Know. I'm envisioning an apple hat toque. Uh, maybe. I mm. I sure didn't see it. Um, it's, a, it's a damn shame. Yeah. At the store, um, they sold apple pies there, but they also sold blueberry pies there. Mm. Um, so I actually went with the blueberry pie this time. I'd had the apple pie before, which was kind of the reason I feel like the first time you always have to go for the apple. But this time I went for the blueberry because I never had a blueberry pie before. I was going to say the chances are that you have an apple pie sometime before or around Thanksgiving is very high. Not as high for the blueberry. Right. And we also picked a ton of apples. So like Bailey intended to make apple stuff as it was. So there was no, we're, we're putting fresh apple stuff to use. Right. So I'd never had blueberry pie before. And let me tell you, that thing's amazing. Partially, it could be because they were fresh blueberries and it was all prepared on site. But I gotta say, it may be my favorite new fruit pie. Dude, yeah, blueberry's so good. I The one place I went to, they had like a blueberry cobbler. And it was just mm. like, I think about that cobbler almost daily. And this was a couple <laughs> years ago. So good. Uh, a framed photo by yeah. your desk. It reminds me, um, this cobbler talk that I had like randomly yesterday on the way back. I had um, Danishes. Two of these, like mm. one of them was like a raspberry cream cheese Danish. Ooh, I know exactly what you're talking about, <laughs> dude. Ooh, it's so good. It's heavenly, dude. It's heavenly. I can't believe how I. I, I mean, like I, I've probably had one. Like I know I've had that taste. But I've never actually like ordered a Danish from somewhere. But it was just like you know, at the gas stations they had those delicious looking ones all wrapped up. Yeah, Entenmann's like, does it really good too. Yeah, but yeah, I bet. And it, I just had, and so I had one, and then like went like another six hours driving, and I was like, I'm getting another one. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Nothing stopping me. And my goodness, shout out to Danishes. Yeah, dude. So, well, that was actually at the uh, the Squat and Gobbler uh, or Squat and Gobble there um, when we were paying out. They just like put out fresh homemade cinnamon buns, dude. Oh my good land! Yeah, Deadly. it was it was all over before it was over. You know, it was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. we'll throw two more oh, of those yeah. on there to go. And yep. dude, oh my god, so good. I mean, the the whole you know breakfast was amazing, but like to go home and then have that little treat. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like you have a homemade cinnamon bun, especially warm. You're back asleep in an hour. Dude, mm. oh, it was so good. Mm. Just out of respect. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I owe it to the, the bun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so we got some quick bites. Uh, Alex, do you want to lead us off, and then we can maybe I can maybe interrupt you? I guess you're, yeah. you're going to talk some Monster Train, so I guess I can just add yeah, to that. I'll, Let's just do that. Um, I'll talk about Monster Train first. Okay. Okay. So this week, we're doing some Quick Bites. See how obnoxious we can get. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, I felt a little bad because Perry got us Monster Train codes, and I hadn't played it yet. Um, I know Casey felt the same. And yeah, so, it feels so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know what? It wasn't that I felt bad. It was that like he thought one, about it, and that was enough. You know, I thought about it a little bit. And two, you were talking big game, and I was interested in the card. 
sort of deck yeah. building thing a little bit. So I, I put on some monster train, sort of kept it casually going every so often. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I don't want to retread on any ground. It's a, uh, it's a deck builder roguelike. Listen to um, the episode. I think last week to hear 260 to hear about it. Um, it's really fun. I, I, it's the first time I had played one of these, even though I have some familiar familiarity with, uh, trading card games. And, um, it was a little jarring at first that like, it really doesn't give you much story. It kind of just throws you straight into the game. I don't know if there's any story at all. <laughs> it's just that initial cutscene that explains the entire universe. Is it? Which is, is it? like, I, I don't think I even saw that. It's so it's basically like Snowpiercer, I think, where there's a train. If I remember right, I definitely don't remember right. But I know that in this world, hell is the good guys and heaven is the bad guys. That's what I know is like the premise of this game. Um, and Perry likes it. Boo. <laughs> and then it, it's a it's a it's a deck builder type. And it's interesting how you got like three different lanes. Um and it all takes yeah, like I said, train. like the, the train doesn't really make any sense because it's a triple decker train. But so, it's just the vehicle. You know what I mean, it's they funny. definitely it's came vehicle. up with the card game first and then built the aesthetic around it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but since it is a quick bite, all I'll say before passing it to you is if you like uh, something like Hades and you like that sort of nice roguelike grind, but you're also sort of. Uh, making some progress between runs. It's a really good one of those. If you like Slay the Spire, I'm guessing you're probably going to really like this one. Yes. That, that, um, yeah. And if you're like me and you haven't played these kinds of games previously, but you have played, let's say, uh, Perry's favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! or like Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Pokemon, think, Pokemon trading card game? Pokemon trading card game, maybe. I think this would be... It'd be nice to try, I think, either this or Slay the Spire. Maybe do a tiny bit of research, but I I bet you'd have a good time with one of these. It's funny because I've been in like a, I need, I feel like all the games I've been playing lately have been just very long experiences, you know, like, oh, you know, you could chip away and, and make progress, but like at the end of the day, they're just stupid long and like, and that's great. So I've been wanting sort of like a quick in and out, and that's why I've been really jonesing for WarioWare. Because mm-hmm. it's just like the perfect get in, play a little bit, you know, at the same token, get fall into that, uh, you know, long gameplay sesh. But I forgot that I got a monster train uh, code there. So I might have to be checking this out, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love for you. I mean, you should check it out. I mean, you would. Yeah. I, like I said, RPG, I, I forgot. A... Yeah, I forgot that I got the code. So, yeah. And, and like great. I said, I've been. Yeah. Now, real quick, how long does like a single round so, or run take, generally speaking? Uh, it's about. <sighs> I'd say a half it's hour, about, it, like uh, a complete run, 30, 40 minutes, at least. Like if that's so a I've nice done good three run runs. I've done three runs. I've beaten it once. I'd say 30 to 40 minutes is a decent estimate of an early run. That could be it. I, I, I can't really, to be honest, like I, I would, yeah, I thought the it was like, I think away. I saw that it was like an hour. I, I had done it once and it was like an hour and 22 minutes. I remember that. And so I don't, but that might've been because I sat it down or something. Could um, also have been yeah. the first one where you're, you know, reading all the cards and then you sort of get a grasp of what's in your deck or, or you didn't know something along those lines. No, I mean the way I think you can craft your deck, but I didn't even, I just kind of go in and take it with, with, yeah. Like, like you get like some, you get, you start off like, you, like, like with your base, 
deck and then like you'll have the option after each battle to get a new one and add it to your deck and then mm. um then you take and yeah and i just gotta say like I, that's all i've been playing this past week since recording because i i played it i probably played two to three runs every day um uh on the way to colorado and while i was there and, and you know and it was just just a wonderful it's a fantastic game and i just love that it encourages repeat play it's fun it's it's very satisfying and sometimes like I, I lost, I think I only lost once this whole week um, mm. and, and it caught me off guard, and, <laughs> but it's, it, but it's good. I mean, I, again, Loser. it comes down to that, but it's really fun. I think I saw them post that, that someone had um, in one of their gameplay sessions, like one of their cards did like something like 94,000 something damage. It, you know, they had rigged it so much that this i mean it was so broken but that's so yeah, awesome it's like like it's fun when you can like put the mechanics together to like make something op yeah exactly like and it's and it's really like one of the cool things is like like there's so many little things that's really fun about the game but one of them is that sometimes the boss is there from the get-go um and he's always kind of like helping his little minions and sometimes even attacks you like just from the, like on a layer and stuff mm-hmm. and sometimes you can like and Oh, not sometimes like a lot of times you can like beat the boss before it's the final boss time and so and you get a bonus experience for doing that because like you can kind of chip away at him and and but i would say like 95 percent of the time it's like when when the boss is starting the the last wave and then he'll go through and it won't stop until either the boss is dead or your or your uh your your layer of of the train is dead. Anyway, it's just really fun. It's like man, like I and it's like the feeling of I beat this guy before the even before there was like three waves of enemies coming left. Like I beat the boss early. Really fun. Really great game. Yeah, I it just just really fun and and uh, and satisfying. But yeah, Monster Train. Casey, if you're confused and intimidated by what Perry just said what you need to know is that like it throws you right in the action and you will pick up how to play within 15 minutes of starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, I like yeah. that sometimes where as long as it's not like too, too, too crazy, you know, I can sort of take it as it they is. come. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you just got, and the cool thing is like when you're like, you can always look and see what something does. There's always explanations. It's not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's probably like 50 different systems like of <laughs> Of like fro like being frozen or 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 you know like having like burnt or something like that. you know what I mean like there's so many different things that you can do, um but it tells you it all so yeah it like I said I think that if at the very beginning just like any kind of complicated game I think you play it's kind of like ugh jeez like there's so many things here like I don't know but once it clicks it feels great which it's which is in 15 minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. there it is anyway yeah yep. Uh, next quick bite is Dodgeball Academia, which we talked about. It, wait, do we? No, do we we're we're the, just with the quick bites. We're not putting music for every song here. No, no, okay. we have no. There is a, a an established quick bite jingle. Yeah, we did. Goes. We played that before his first quick bite. Nope, that's the quick bites jingle. This is the quick bite single jingle. All right, I'm you're so gonna have confused. to make sure I got the single jingle. It's in there. Yep, it says quick bites single. I do like saying single jingle though. It is fun. Yeah. My next quick bite is Dodgeball Academia, which which we talked about on 259, I believe. Um, 
humble published uh dodgeball school game uh lots of echoes of pokemon mario and luigi um and like the mario golf or tennis gba games um my first impressions and i would say our first impressions during the episode we talked about it on were extremely positive uh because the art looks gorgeous the dodgeball is pretty fun uh, at least it makes a, a very good first impression. And then the writing's like kind of cute and quirky, comfy sort of vibes. And then I played about like an hour and a half more because uh, a lot of my big backlog games were out of the way and I was waiting for WarioWare and I'm like, I got time to work on stuff. So picked up Dodgeball Academia for another hour and a half and I've kind of... Um, Plateaued? Not- <laughs> yeah or like softened my opinion on it a lot um because i think the aesthetic stuff the art is all really really great like that stuff doesn't get tired it, it almost the production values are so good that it almost reminds me of like a paper mario game at times just how good it looks yeah uh, it's really good great art couple problems though the first is i'm two hours in and the story's going nowhere like it's going nowhere. I I've I've done the first round of like the school tournament, which I'm guessing is going to be probably a bulk of the plot. I know there's eight days, and I'm on day three or whatever. Um, but it really feels like there's a lot of talking and not a lot going on, um, which makes me wish the pace was kind of faster for what they're doing. The second thing is, I know it's two hours in. I know that uh, it's probably a six or eight or whatever hour game, but the dodgeball, I'm just like, it feels like it's really spinning its wheels. Like the difficulty reached a point and it's now no easier or no harder. And it's just, I'm doing the same thing, same strategy over. And I was just curious. So I went to the Nintendo life review. I was like, ah, I wonder what they thought of it. And um, they were a little more critical, I would say uh like it, or a lower score than our site uh so I, I was curious what they were saying and they were saying like yeah it's pretty easy for the whole game and i think the sort of one noteness of the dodgeball was one of their big critiques um so that's kind of where i'm at is i i want to play a little bit more to see if i kind of get over that hump a little bit but i it, it feels like it's not it feels like it doesn't have a lot to do or say right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get that. I, I like one of the things that, like, I guess, like when you're talking about like, like Pokemon, mm-hmm. do you think Pokemon has? And I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. Like, does Pokemon like have an engaging story? Um, like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, like even Pokemon, Pokemon <laughs> Red or Blue. Oh, so here's here's the big difference. I think is the stakes are higher in Pokemon games. Like you're, you're working towards something at all times. It feels like whether it's right. beating team rocket or it's getting the badges uh, and beating the elite four or catching the legendaries at the end of the game. Like I wouldn't even goal like is, think there even is a story in Pokemon like red and blue. It, it kind of facilitates. You know I mean, the it's game. just, yeah, it's just kind of like, just a, it's kind of like Zelda's story, you know, it's objectives. Which, yeah. Which is fine. Uh, my issue with Dodgeball Academia, conversely, is even though the story's not the focus, it really feels like it's spinning its wheels and not 
going anywhere or there's nothing intriguing to me about it's like they're in school and there's some like kind of funny jokes mm. um lots and it's of just, text and lots and and again it's yes. i would i would really compare it to mario and luigi like for how if you've ever played one of those games it's yep, very yep, yep. text heavy but mario and luigi is hilarious yeah top tier and, and right you know all, all mario rpgs are so funny and um so it's like this, is, it, this like reaches cute levels i feel yeah, super cute, and I and again I, for, I like the I like the the spinning the wheels you know expression you're using because I think that's a really good, you know, and that's kind of I feel about a lot of, like, a lot of that game for sure of dodgeball is is that where, um, yeah, it's like if you're gonna have a lot of text and a lot of story, where's it going? You know, um, seems like maybe maybe just the concept runs dry, right? So they're trying to maybe pad it out a little bit with. With more text yeah, and, I think and so. stuff, you know? I think so. And I think that it's really well... I think the writing is really well done. I just don't think that they're... Like, and I think there is some engaging stuff. Like, um, you know, like the... the You have that... The, is it the square? The cube guy kid that doesn't get... the the He doesn't get powered up at the beginning. Um, and, and so he's like... He's a really good dodgeball player. But he he can't get there's this rock that every student touches to become like really uh oh powerful. the rival guy yeah and the rival guy that's kind of a fun little like I'm wondering what like what like where that's going kind of like like because he he didn't get powered up and so he's really he's really good but he but he's not powered up so you know like I, I there's some good stuff there going there too so I think I think there is some good writing in there um but. Yeah, it's just lots and lots and lots and lots of talking, which I think a lot of people like. I I think what really would have improved this game is within the first two hours, the the part I played, um, and they may do this slightly after, but I'm guessing they don't, just establish like either a villain or if you want to do the slice of life thing, do like Pokemon where there's a very clear goal of being the best. And there's like something in the world that encourages you to do that. One hundred percent. Yes, I think that absolutely. Then everything would. I think all the context would fit in a lot easier, and I think that you'd have a better sense of of going somewhere and and finishing something. But as it is, it is kind of like okay, day what? Like okay, they're okay. Now you're telling me there's a tournament. Like should I beat the tournament? Like what's the point? You know. And the guy is kind of thrown in there, right? He doesn't even like. You know, he doesn't he he's not like Ash Ketchum where he's mm-hmm. like wanted to be a, a dodgeball guy his entire life and stuff. Is he? <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I I either way it's not established enough if that's the case. It's Yeah. which I think it all sort of goes back to uh a central sort of thing of it needs something I think to pull you in with the narrative. You either need killer gameplay and the gameplay's the gameplay's only good to sometimes pretty really pretty good um so either the gameplay needs to be like amazing or the story really needs to drive you to the end where like the gameplay is good but the story's really good and i want to see what's going on and and i wonder if um if if they got a little more creative with the pokemon thing like you could have wild encounters and actually build your team more yourself from the beginning to really commit to that idea, which I think it kind of tries to do, but I think maybe because of its budget, it was just too limited 
to incorporate a system like that. I just, you know what I'm saying? It just, it needs some central pull that I really think yeah, I agree. what's otherwise a good game is missing. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. I think that it does, un, the, the game as a whole does everything so well. I think it, like, I think it executes on so like the art style. I like the gameplay of the dodgeball. Um, I'm surprised to hear that it doesn't get more advanced as you, as they get, as they keep going. I haven't played it since. So I've only, I'm only been like, four hours in um but my time with it was awesome i really liked how it grew as, as we kept going like it, it, like you kept learning new abilities and you got new people on your team and um i think it did pretty good not not like the most incredible combat um quote-unquote combat you know because it feels like an rpg kind of in a way sure. too um but but still fun and um yeah i think that there's always yeah i think that, that like it, it could have tightened its screws on 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 the story i think is probably the best the best thing could have been enhanced on that. So sure. Uh, and then, and then my third quick bite is, uh, for Casey's birthday. I, I finished final fantasy seven remake. Um, so we are snapping on quick bites. Quick. (laughs) Well, uh, were you not listening to his single jingle spiel before? No, he wasn't. I I just, I did all editing, but I will say (laughs) there, there is a chance that there is no, single jingle there and it might just be actually final fantasy music because it's just so good that it's worth it right But anyway, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so as Casey sort of talked about last week, uh, Casey is playing my favorite game of last year, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm currently playing, or I had just finished his favorite game of last year, and Casey also called it one of his favorite games ever, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which um, I played once on PS4, got 10 hours in really fell off for for no good reason i just i just he's just being a picklehead it happens to the best of us and and then on the ps5 version i was encouraged because i just got the 4k tv Mm. and there's the 60 fps going and i'm like i won't play this thing again and i played it again and i beat it um and my thoughts on it are mostly extremely positive uh the combat i think doing this fusion of uh almost like devil may cry action where it is absolutely an action game but there's also jrpg elements and in a way like final fantasy 15 kind of did this final fantasy 7 remake goes way harder into the action stuff and it's it's so good the combat's awesome um and then the characters are amazing the main crew um tifa Aerith, uh i think barrett is the best character in that whole game oh yeah yep i was gonna say are, are you team tifa or Aerith? uh for cloud tifa uh a hundred percent um i i need to replay final fantasy 7 to have like a more educated opinion <laughs> but based on my my playthrough of remake i'm 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 very much tifa camp you yeah i'm a tifa guy 
Yeah. I mean, not that I dislike any of the characters. I mean, I I think, like you were saying, it's got a great cast of characters. And now you got the PS5 version, or was this the... I guess it was the This was my PS4 version. Okay, so uh, you didn't get the DLC. I did. Ooh, Um, so have you played the Yuffie? Yes, I'll get to that in a second, because I want to make sure I have my thoughts for the main (laughs) game out of the way first. Because I'm uh, I'm scatterbrained. Uh, So cast is amazing story is amazing to really good depending on what part of the game it's in um i think it's really awesome that it takes this one really quick part of the original game and blows it out to a 30 hour game i guess my only sort of thing is I kind of wish it was 20 to 25 hours instead of 30. Cause I'll tell you, Casey, I I won't be too harsh with this, but there were parts of it where I'm like, I don't need to be doing this right now. And it feels like there's no reason I'm doing this beyond square Enix decided it needed to be a 30 hour game. Um, almost arbitrarily, like some of the dungeons that you're doing and, and some of the sections like, uh, one that comes to mind is like the train yard Mm. is, is like the, the ghost sort of section. I'm just like, why do I need to do this for two hours? Um, and I just, the ending is really good, which I'm not going to say a thing about, but, uh, it's one of those things where I thought I had like an hour to go (laughs) and I actually had three hours. The classic JRPG trope. And and just expecting like, oh, so there's probably going to be like two final bosses. And then there's like five or six. Um, yeah, they don't mess around. Which is which is a Final Fantasy thing, right? It's not, that's not an unusual uh, thing by any means. I just, it was like a great game that to me would have been incredible if they really tightened some of that stuff up. That said, I'm still really, really excited for part two whenever that is did you do a lot of the side quests some i stopped part way through because uh i felt i was very properly leveled for what was going on and the side quests felt like some of them were okay but some of them felt like a little busy worky yeah because i was gonna say i i don't really do side quests all that often um so for me i, I was gonna say i'm pretty sure i was right around 25 hours when i beat this game I mean, and I'm not going to stand stand here and like say absolutely, but from what I remember, it was right around that 25 because I felt like it was sort of perfect timing. But okay, also you know, being like a big, huge fan of the first one, like there were definitely times where I was just like awestruck, like looking around and oh, I don't, you know, I don't care if I'm doing maybe like more like oh, sort of useless work or busy work, right? Because it was like I'm still getting to explore this awesome area that like I've known of for so long and now it's really fleshed out, you know, and looks awesome. And I go in every nook and cranny. So maybe, you know, part of the, the slog didn't really, you know, get to me as much being such a big fan of the, the original. Yeah, that's fair. Um, gorgeous game as, as you were kind of alluding to a bit, uh, very, very pretty. Also shout out to wedge um who's voiced by badger from uh breaking bad (laughs) really (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um 
very different character on that show. Uh, but but you asked about the Yuffie DLC, and I did get that. Um, I'm maybe a half hour in. I think I'll sort of whittle. I mean, I know it's only a couple chapters and, and a few hours long, so there's not much to whittle away on. But I think that's just a go back to it when I get to it. Because I did the intro, and and I like uh, this this version of Yuffie. Uh good character i just met the other cast members of avalanche and i'm like <laughs> ah, this is gonna be one of those dlcs huh <laughs> they're they're minimal i will say okay they, they take a back seat i think they're there more to just show you like and like remind you like hey you know barrett tifa you know like they're not like wedge and, and, and everyone and jesse like they're not the only bits of avalanche like it's like yeah, a, a much bigger organization and like we're sort of the badass, you know, fracture that's willing to go the extra mile. And it like everyone else seems to be more like, you know, like, yeah, we're in it. Horror, horror. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I would be turned off too much from them. But I would just okay. re- like I just remember having a lot of fun with Yuffie as a character, because that's one of the, the best things about this game, too, is each character, you know, not only has a different fighting style each of their weapons helps to change up that fighting style as well. So for me, like it was just fun to get in there. Like, Oh, here's a brand new character. Uh, and, and let's just see like how she plays. And she's very fast and like, can be both, you know, really close and far away at the same time um, doing, you know, all sorts of combat. So I just remember having a lot of fun with her and it'll be interesting in part two, if like, she's just available um, to be part of your party member or, or our team, I should say, or how that exactly works. But uh, yeah, like you said, I have a feeling it's going to be a while before we actually find that out. I feel like it's going to be a 2023 type thing. Cause I, I think Square Enix has said before that they don't want it to be a, they don't want it to be a five years to announcement and release type yeah. thing, which I know it hasn't formally been announced, but I, I think it's going to be closer to the 13 situation where it was like once every few years rather than uh, five years for a full redeveloped game. Yeah. Yeah. And then like um, 2021 at the end of this year, they've got N Walker for Final Fantasy 14. Then, you know, presumably Final Fantasy 16 could maybe be next year. And then, yeah, maybe part two, 2023. So to have a big, you know, blockbuster title coming out each year might might be how they plan it out but i I definitely think 16 is going to be next year just based on the way they're talking about it it's pretty close to done yeah it sounds like i can't wait that looks super cool it looks it looks i watched the trailer the other day again it looks like game of thrones it it really does cool and and honestly it would make sense right like when they were developing this game you know game of thrones was a big you know i'm sure when the the planning started you know what i mean it was like it had jumped the rails yet but uh but yeah no i i'm looking forward to it and, and yoshi p the uh, final fantasy 14 director is the the director for 16 so he's uh he's been delivering so i, I think 16's yeah. gonna be dope yep um so that's all for me before I, I do have one more thing, but Casey, did you, you said you may have a quick bite or two. Yeah, I've got just a series of, of, of quick bites, I guess. So no jingle Jerry doesn't matter. Cause I'm uh, editing, but um, I guess just start off uh, as a bit of a reminder for everyone too, that next week we're going to be doing our Metroid Samus returns episode, the dirty mage crossover. Uh, so I've been playing that game. I'm not really going to get into the details, obviously I'm going to save that for next week, but I have been chipping away at that game. 
And I will just say that 3D is mm, beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I miss that 3D. But I will say I would much rather play on the big screen. So I, I, I think Dread's going to be cool in that front. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I played some more. On my OLED. Yeah, on your OLED. But, um, you know, I've been playing some more Ghost of Tsushima. Again, the game is just so breathtaking like that. Like, I feel like every quest, I'm like, ooh, look, at I'm up on, like, some crazy mountain with a waterfall, and I better take a picture. That and, was me <laughs> this last week in real life. Yeah. I was the ghost of Bayfield. Yeah, the ghost of Bayfield, <laughs> just very floating around. Ooh. <laughs> Where are your cheese curds? <laughs> Does that not sound yeah, like me yeah. if I was a ghost? <laughs> I heard something about the deer life. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I guess, yeah. Cheese has no carbs. <laughs> oh, dude, cheese. I'd be educating best. people about diabetes as a ghost. Yeah. The, the friendly <laughs> diabetic ghost. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Do you remember when we had Ben Myler on? Oh, Ben uh, Benny Mai? It's been too long. We need to get him on. But remember when we talked about, I, I believe, maybe we talked, you know what? This might have been a real life thing. When we talked about the video game that was, it was based off of a, like the, the protagonist was diabetic and he had to manage his blood sugar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blood sugar level. <laughs> I think that I was think that's a uh, great idea. Yeah. I think that was, was probably when we were eating. At the, I could think of the diner. Of, uh, it's probably when Fabian stole all the potatoes. Yeah. When he got the double mash and, everyone, and they're like, yeah. all right, sorry, pal. Yeah, everyone else. That was else so funny. No, yeah. That was so funny because Fabian didn't even want anything. He's just like, I, I, I guess I'll get two mashed potatoes. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then and the then next person's like, I'll it. take mashed potatoes. Like, sorry, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fabian doubles down. Um, if he wasn't so handsome, uh, I would let him get away with it. Yeah, he he really is a good looking guy. Um, if he was from Boston, I'd say, sorry, Alex. Um, but anyway, he, yeah. I don't. He's he's from New York, so you're still in the clear. But he's not. But uh, and then German. yeah, just also been chipping away at Final Fantasy fourteen and um, in the off time there. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about Samus Returns uh, next week because my first file I had like an hour on it, so we're 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 getting past that. Yeah, point. I need to I need to play that until Friday. I, it's really it's- like oh, I said, yeah. I don't think it's such a super long game. Um, let me. I think I remember it. being. I think I want to like, say it's what, eight 12 or twelve. Hours? Yeah. 11 uh 10 10 to 12 absolutely yeah it's looking like 11 so that's not too bad yeah i just remember it being annoying you just got to get we shall see you got to get used to the counter because like in the beginning yeah it's like oh my god this is so annoying these guys keep getting me but then like if you time the counter right then it's like oh these guys aren't that annoying after all i just need Mm -hmm. to stop being a big old pickle Pickle gut. <laughs> Big old pickle gut. But uh but yeah, like I said, just sort of been a, a little spattering a of, of games here and there. Bites. And um but yeah, we're we're definitely gonna be diving into Samus Returns next week, which will be fun. And then Boom. yeah, of course, off also WarioWare, which I know all three of us are very excited for that one. Yeah. Yes. C- gonna be a blast. So Alex, um, what do we got here? Yeah, this is um this is another random game. Uh, it it's not like Steins Gate Elite, but it is that random. That was the that... most random game in the whole world. <laughs> this is another like, why is Alex playing this game? Uh, I've been playing The Forgotten City. 
Why does this sound familiar? Uh, it may sound familiar because it's one of like the hot indie darlings of the moment um, okay. in video game world. Um, it, it's I I uh, I had heard the name, but it's kind of a boring name to me, and I'm just like the forgotten I don't, game. Did you, for, did you forget it? Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, this seems like some complicated adventure crap that I don't need to care about. Um, and then I listened to a couple podcasts and saw a couple like uh, uh, t- timed tweets that really were just getting my uh, peaking that my interest. interest going. Yeah, it w- people were saying like it's based on a Skyrim mod and it's very philosophical. Um, and it talks about like morality and it's very like amazing writing. Um, and it's not that long. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? I could use a really weird, cool, smart guy adventure game right now, despite me myself not being a smart guy. So I, Hey, uh, Hey, <laughs> I won't let that happen. Alex, you you're said a very it, smart not me. guy. I'm I'm being humble. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm being cute and humble, not putting myself actually down. Um, you are cute. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. So I got it on Xbox. I don't think it's on Switch because I did look it up. But like Google tells me it's gonna be on Switch or is on Switch. So I don't I don't know what the status of that so is. This isn't anyway. technically Nintendo. It's it's Tendo. currently non. It's it's yeah. Only it's currently, cur- it's temporarily non-Tendo. Yes, I I feel like this will eventually come to Switch if it's not yet, just based on the nature of the game. So this was originally released as a Skyrim mod in 2016, um, and it got awards despite being a mod, which is pretty interesting in itself. And then this small group of developers who I think worked on the mod um, or maybe it was the one guy got a very small team together and turned it into a full game, basically remade it, but not in Skyrim. So it could be sold and stuff. Um, and they worked on it for five years. Uh, the It is a first person adventure game that takes place in this Roman city. And it is very much, skyrim e in the sense that you're 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 in first person you're having these first person conversations where you're clicking dialogue options and people look at you straight on um and the premise is you are one of four archetypes you sort of wash up by the river and a woman comes up to you and says oh uh glad i found you and then you're like, where am I? And it's like, oh, you're in Italy. And then you're basically sent in this ruin to come after another guy and sort of because he's been missing for a little bit. And then you walk into the ruin and then you fall into this ancient Roman city that's 2000 years in the past. And that's sort of the setup for it. And when you go to the Roman city, you find out a couple things. And I'm only going to go like 30 story, 30 minutes into the game, because there are definitely spoilers. Um, So within the first 30 minutes, you realize you're in this ancient Roman community that's been apparently cursed by a god um, that has set up this system called the Golden Rule, 
where if someone sins, every single person in that town is killed. Uh, and using Yikes. that premise, <laughs> it really sets up this interesting dynamic between all the people living there where, okay, no one's going to kill each other, but if you have this life-saving medicine and sell it to someone at like an extreme price, that's technically not sinning. So there's like different, uh, there's different, there's a lot of interesting social situations. The other sort of thing is that it is a time loop game. So whenever someone breaks the golden rule and everyone dies, the loop starts over again. And you're basically repeating the loop of the beginning of not the game, but when you arrive there over and over again until you figure out everything with where you are, uh, how to stop the loop, how to get back to your own time. It's like Major- Majora's Mask. It's, ex- it's, it, it's a remake of Majora's Mask. Um, this is a remake of Majora's Mask. <laughs> but what's so interesting is that within that time loop, it's uh, it's very cool how it really is, uh, helps you with shortcuts. One, you're given a bunch of missions and they're all very clearly labeled in your menu. Uh, and you sort of complete them as you go along. And when you pick up items and stuff, you take it to your next loop or you gain new information that allows you to solve problems. Uh, you take that information with you to the next loop. And the guy who, and you meet someone named Galerius at the beginning of the loop who you're like, okay, I need you to go here and give them this medicine. I need you to go here and tell them this. I need you to go here and prevent them from getting killed there. Um, And just by hitting those three buttons, all that stuff is already taken care of, even though it's looped. So there's a lot of good shortcuts. So it it doesn't feel like you're doing... Yeah, the same thing literally over and over and over and over and over. Not at all. It's very clever. What's so wonderful about the game is it has this feeling of like an old PC adventure game in that um, it has this really interesting brainy writing where it's talking about philosophy um, and history and uh, morality and objectivity and um, even religion, like, like in some ways that like ancient religion, but like, in ways that uh, games don't really go into on this level. And the writing is so good. Uh, and it, it was about eight hours. I did finish it and get the canon ending. It wasn't overly difficult, but it was like definitely engaging enough to get you there. And what I really like, and this is a testament to how good the writing is, is that it's not like one of those indie games where you play through it and there's a giant twist and then it ends and you're kind of just playing a puzzle game up to that point. The story really doles out a lot of very interesting information as it goes along. And it's like, and it feels like you're getting like new, really interesting, but earned revelations, like pretty much constantly once the game hooks you in. Um, and which is why I wouldn't call it like a big twist game. It's more like it's twisty and turny and that like, Oh wow. Winding like that, the really going there. Like that's really interesting. That's so cool. Wow. I didn't know the game would go there. Um, and the writing's freaking great. Uh, and it's a the ghost. Boom. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The friendly diabetic ghost. <laughs> and so, 
it's uh i paid 30 for it uh which it wasn't on sale it may be 25 on pc uh it's also on playstation money bags over here i need to get i need to get into that racket (laughs) that you're doing that cybersecurity racket yeah yeah yeah. uh and it is gonna if it is on switch uh it'll probably be a similar price there anyways if you like one of those like games that makes you think and just like it has just this really rich story that unlocks as it goes along um that that that's a it's awesome and it really stuck with me and i'm just so surprised uh so surprised and impressed and happy that like i did take that chance on a game that i never would have played um and just had such a really great time with it and yeah, in fact Oh, go ahead. No, that's awesome. I, I'm I'm glad too. That's like how I feel with Monster Train. <laughs> it's like, like oh wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and in fact, I I had such a good time with the Forgotten City that I had this. Uh, I had Disco Elysium just in my library. I got it on Epic Games with a coupon and on sale for like fifteen bucks. The new director's cut, and I just started playing that. And I'm not going to give impressions because I've played like forty five minutes or whatever. But that's another like, wow, I did not know video games had writing this good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll probably say, have that to talk about in a couple weeks. Sweet. Um, the uh, Forgotten City uh, screenshots that I've seen, like just looking it up, it makes it look like a very, like, like a very, um, I don't know, like amateur walking simulator. Um, just from like the just from the screenshots, but like looking at the trailer, it looks amazing. <laughs> looks way different than the screenshots that they show. Very much more interesting. Anyway, mm. D- doesn't it doesn't it look a little bit like um like almost an old PC game, yes. but just modernized? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, really really strong recommendations, and and definitely another and another why... one I'll be thinking about towards the end of the year. And yeah. what's the, what's the time period? It takes place uh, in ancient Rome. It doesn't. It doesn't get you have a uh, super specific. So you're a guy in. <laughs> oh, do you, you bring wash, with whatever you had, kind of thing. You wash up at the river uh, at the beginning of the game, and you're in modern times. You go into this ruin, you fall down a hole, and you end up in this ancient Roman town. You cut. You come out of the cave, and you're uh, transported to two thousand years in the past. So what he's saying okay. is. Don't expect to get fresh batteries for that flashlight. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's one of the funny things. So there's there's archetypes in the game, and there's like uh, archaeologist one where like I think the perk is you get some more historical context maybe, um, and there's a couple others. But the one I chose was the soldier as my background story, and you just get a straight up handgun <laughs> that you can bring that you bring with that's you. That's awesome. So, but but you only have ten bullets um, for the whole game. Uh, because obviously you're not going to oh, find fun. bullets, but it's just, and I barely even used it, but it was just funny that I can I think that is funny. I like when games, of like, I love how it's okay that you're stepping back 2000 years in time with a gun, but of course you're not going to find any bullets. That would be unrealistic. But that was always <laughs> like when you play uncharted and it's like, wow, you've undis- you've uncovered the most ancient hidden thing that no one's for thousands of years have been able to find. And you like peel back like a rock, and all of a sudden there's just like torches lit the entire way. There's ammo laying around. You're like, 
little emergent <laughs> emergence. Wow, I can't speak tonight. Immersion. Immersion. That's the word I look for. Uh breaking. But uh but yeah. Yeah. So great game. Strongly recommended, especially if you want like a really good story to sink into. Sweet. I will say cool. very cool, Alex. Not that this Thank is you. a bad thing, but we we need to reevaluate what a quick bite is because I don't think any of that was quick bite. That wasn't a quick bite. The Forgotten City wasn't a quick bite. Okay. Um, All right. I was gonna say and I was like train was like two quick bites stapled together. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like man because Perry does it sometimes too. If I'm like, just doing a quick bite, and then it's like a 15 minute, and I'm like, that's not a quick bite at all. So let me talk to you about the mechanics of this card game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to reiterate what we said last week, but... (laughs) (laughs) On turn three, what you want to do is... (laughs) Let me go into some of the kind of more in-depth strategies in Monster Train. Yes. Now, uh, sometimes you don't, they would think you're going to want to put it on the bottom layer first, your, your champion, but you want to put that probably on the second layer because that first wave of enemies won't just automatically kill it. And that's a big yeah. mistake. Okay. Anyway. And, and then when you get that card that stacks the armor every turn, yes. I throw the champion at the top, let it build the armor, and then just wreck the boss. So uh, about monsters, no. (laughs) (laughs) Before I was rudely interrupted, I was saying. Yeah. (laughs) No, what time is it? Choo-choo! Not Monster Train. News Talk with Casey Gibson. Time for the news. All right. With Cassidy Gorbonzo Beans. (laughs) (laughs) We got news! (laughs) I I really should change it to that, because that's really... Funny. Do it like up. like the the ultimate like because the funny thing about the news talk with Casey Gibson jingle is that it's not really that goofy at all. It actually sounds like a real news talk thing. So, so we just got to add a little Gorbanzo in there with Cassidy Gorbanzo beans. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, yes, I'll have it in my mailbox by tomorrow night. Okay. All right. So we got some news here as I uh, I painstakingly collected and gathered all by my lonesome. And the first Thank bit you, here <laughs> uh, is the Big Brain Academy Brain vs. Brain has been announced. Finally yeah. a game for me. Yes. Finally, yeah. finally we've got a for brain to go Alex. up against Alex. <laughs> stupid Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, December 3rd, it is releasing. So, you know, a couple months away. Uh, it's going to be eShop as well as retail for 30 bones. Uh, it includes solo and daily play, but also has focus on the good old-fashioned multiplayer, uh, which is up to four people, uh, and they can play at a preferred difficulty level. Online options include Ghost Clash, uh, which you know is obviously sort of like Mario Kart, where you just, you know, the other person's ghost. Asynchronous, you know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then different rankings with on that. So I know Jerry... It's a big. Uh, he might. I don't know if he's got a big brain, but he likes big brain games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't played. The, I actually, I've only played, um, 
the DS one. Phony. There's like a a Wii degree one. I'd love to play it, but I loved that one back in the heyday where I was like, I picked it up and back when, uh, you know, when Brain Age was was a hit and I was like, oh, it's this game too. And so I remember playing it and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. It's fun. um, If I remember right, it was like, there wasn't as much content as Brain Age, but it was almost a more fun game. Was yeah. kind of if what I remember. And about you know, it. guys, what's really funny is I saw this like on my on my way to Colorado, and there's no like I, like very patchy. So I just saw like that this was announced. I was like, oh, that's cool, but I haven't got a chance to look at it until now <laughs> because like <laughs> I wouldn't load the images. That's how bad it was. Um, so that's kind of funny. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm I I'm down for this game. This is a fun little surprise and a nice um, December you know, release. You'll you'll be yeah. snowing outside. You'll be sitting there, and you'll be playing your brain game. Looks pretty cute. Yeah, I think that um, I like these little games. Um, I like little. I think it's kind of fun to. Re- it's so weird that they didn't do, they didn't do Brain Age. They didn't bring that over well, to North America. But, yeah, and they're doing this. Isn't that interesting? At, at a certain point, like you can just well for the for the passionate ones listening to the podcast, uh, which is certainly me among them. Um, you ain't the, got no passion. <laughs> play Asia has the European copies. You can get that uh, and play it fine on your Switch in English. I wonder if maybe if this one comes out and does well, it might be like, a, hey, if you liked that, we've got more Brain Age for you, and then finally bring it mm-hmm. over, you know. But uh, and it's and it's thirty, it's thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety nine, you know. Nothing wrong and with I that. It's retail, so it's like heck yeah, yep. we like that's awesome. Thirty bucks. Mm. Casey? I was going to say, we like the price of that. Yeah. We do. I like those little daily challenges, you know, like, just, like, really quick. Oh, that's fun. Like, I'm watching, like, uh, it's loading an image, and it's, like, and it tells you, like, what is it? And and it was an elephant, but, like, it's, like, kind of loading in it, like, like a pixel at a time, you know? And and I just love that. And then there's, like, multiplayer stuff. I don't know. Looks looks great. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Consider me yeah. down. All right. Well, I've marked really it. Good. Um... I'd say the thirty bucks kind of makes sense based on the trailer. It definitely seems a little budget based on, like it seems like a lot of high res images and like not a ton of stuff going on on the screen at any time. But that could just be the trailer. I, I think for me it'll it'll be like looks good, but need to wait for reviews to make sure there there's a little meat on these bones. Mm. Sure. And I yeah absolutely yeah I think it, it might be a fun. I mean there's a four player, so it might be a fun little party game. Mm-hmm. So. Potter, Potter. Although you use the Joy Cons, mm. ain't like those. All right, what do we got next, Alex? Or should I say Balix? Or should you say Baby Alex? Ooh. Or should you little say B? Little B? Little or B. should you say Boom? I think I like Little B. <laughs> I like the most that's, beautiful that's... man in Boston, <laughs> Little B. <laughs> yeah, AKA. <laughs> The most beautiful man in Boston, baby Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, and there, there's uh, some rumor mill spinning. Um, the the smaller rumor that's been kind of going around is that uh, people have been suggesting that there there may be a Nintendo Direct happening at some point soon. We'll see on that. Uh, but the more sort of discussed rumor has been 
that Eurogamer, Nintendo Life, and Nate Drake, who who I haven't actually heard of before, but I know he does a podcast and he seems to be one of those insider folks. They're saying that Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are going to be going on the Nintendo Switch Online really soon. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of interesting, right? Give it uh, to me. The there was a data mine in 2019, a couple years ago, that showed four emulators on Nintendo Switch Online with code names. Two were definitely for NES and Super NES, uh, but there were two more. And um, folks sort of speculating that one of them is for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color stuff. Um, and Nintendo Life said that it expects the games really soon. If this Nintendo Direct sort of quiet rumors are sort of going to turn out to be real. Could, yeah, it could coincide. It's, it feels like it would because Nintendo often does like a September-ish direct. Yeah. So so I, I think that'd be cool. I think I think my issue is um, I feel like I've played. Uh, I've, I've had my fill of Game Boy and Game Boy Color games for now. Like, I don't think I'm that thirsty for mm. them. And, and I feel like Game Boy Advance, I'd mm. I'd be a little more excited about maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This I think scene... there's some fun stuff in there. I just hate their system of I can't just buy the games, you know, like that it's on the online. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I think I don't like that too much either. Yeah, I don't think this really moves the needle. I think it'll be one of those things that maybe a lot of people go, "Ooh, I'll pop open my. You know, my my whatever the switch, I guess, you know, NES or whatever they call it with all the games in there and like pop it in. But yeah, like you said, like, all right, I'm not really going to play probably any of these games, especially it's like they're not going to give you Pokemon Blue or Red, you know, like they're just going to probably be like, oh, maybe I'll go on there and look at it. Me, I'd probably say probably not. You know, yeah, if you gave this a Game Boy Advance game and, and it's F-Zero, you know, Game Boy Advance F-Zero or Minish Cap or something like that, you go, ooh, okay, like, these are these are games I want to go back and play. I I almost guarantee they couldn't put a game on there that would make me be like, oh, wow, this is awesome. It adds more value yeah, to the system, I, so it's not a bad thing, but it, it just doesn't move the needle. I think there are games in there for sure, like, that would be fun to... It would be fun to revisit. I mean, like, like for instance, you know, I love Bla- uh, the well, Mole Mania is is really a really fun game. Like those, that's a fun hidden gem. It's pretty expensive to get, and obviously, like Pokemon, Pokemon Red, those could be on there as well, which would be crazy. Probably not, but it could Big be. Doubt, yeah. Um. Uh. And then, um. You know, like that Capcom, what's that uh, grapple game that I love? Um, oh, uh, Bionic Commando. Planet Commando, yeah. I mean, that's a great, great game. So I think there is some stuff in there that would be fun. So yeah, I just yeah. don't know if they're going to give I, I, those I know what you're saying. Us. Yeah, like like the Oracle games would be sweet, right? Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess six we'll golden see, maybe. coins still holds up. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Mario Land Two. That game rocks. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and, the, and the Warrior Lands, for sure. Yeah, those are good too. Um, but yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll have a really fun show. Maybe we'll have a gigantic show next week. <laughs> I bet. I bet you. We're, we'll be due. But um, mm-hmm. all right, Jerry, I know you love Yo. chips, but this is a different kind of chip we're talking about. Toshiba chips. Yes. They're expensive, but you can still get them at the gas yeah, station. Can't get a bag of them. Uh, they uh, Toshiba expects chip issues to run into next year. So uh, Bloomberg, uh, they reported that the Toshiba core uh, said it wouldn't be able to meet demand for power 
regulating chips for another year, and in certain cases through the end of 22, offering a fresh warning for makers of cars, consumer electronics, <clears throat> and industrial machines struggling with component shortages. So we are obviously in the camp of industrial machines. Yep. So we gotta we're worried about these our industrial labo. machines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and just uh, one of the directors and just that next bit just says maybe until 2023 also. We don't like that. Good thing I got all mm-hmm. my chips. I don't need any more. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm full of chips. But yeah, no, I mean, I guess, you know, obviously I, I know it's affecting the PS4 and I believe still Xbox is still pretty difficult to get, right? Yeah, uh, every, everything's... Uh, you. I know that PS5 is, is having a hard time and then Xbox as well, I think. Oh, I think I think everything's using this and um, Switch hasn't been able to meet demand, I think, in part of this. And then the Bloomberg reporter who worked on the story, um, apologies if I get the pronunciation wrong, uh, Takashi Mochizuki, uh, he tweeted, if you're planning to buy Switch OLED model, be sure to get first batch. Was, was his advice it's funny i i would never be able to read that name either but i'm pretty sure i can picture their twitter icon <laughs> like from just you see them. it pop up once in a while right? yeah yep <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so there you go jerry get get your oleds get them uh firing up early and all sounds like someone's gonna be scalping his is that you <laughs> yeah. i'm just kidding yep book it down boys I'm actually really excited to get my OLED. After playing Monster Train and like all these games, I've been playing my Switch uh, very much uh, uh, handheld a lot. Like like little game like Slay the Spire and that, um, and just it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that Tang. Nice. And I'm excited to have a uh, both of my speakers work on my on my unit. Well, that launches <laughs> with Dread, right? And that's yeah. in October. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. All righty. Well, that's the end of the news. Like I said, I slaved over that, so you can all pat Thank me on you. the back. Thank you, Alex. Uh, yeah, I can't really <laughs> tell. Casey. So did did you did Casey do, did Casey do that or did Alex? Well, see, that's that? the beauty. I, I I make I make all the outlines. We'll just muddy in the water, so you never know. <laughs> well, Casey always did that, so I can't remember if he, I can't. I yep, I've don't been even doing know. it since episode one, and I continue. Uh, but uh, all righty, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, that uh, means do you include hyperlinks in your stories too? Nope. You yeah, very yeah. much. You know, he got all that really cool, uh, all those skills and experience from, he reports on uh, on uh, cybersecurity, so he writes lots of articles about it, mm. so. Yeah, I, I, I'd be looking forward to becoming even smarter, but but they need to make a game called Small Brain Academy for me. <laughs> L- Lil Brain? Lil B? Lil, Lil B's Lil Brain Academy? Lil Brain Academy. <laughs> there it Lil, is. Lil, Lil B's Lil Brain Academy. Lil B's Brain Academy. <laughs> Lil Brain Academy. That's, That's going in the episode list. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure. it's time for listener mail. Yeah. Listener, listener, listener mail. Yeah. All righty. We've got a whole bunch of mail here, so we're going to kick it off with our good friend, Jesus. Um, hey, gents. Mr. Papa Corn, Mr. Cassidy, and Mr. M- my question, what... Uh, what game are you surprised that Nintendo actually does online gameplay for? I know that uh, Super Mario 3D World would have benefited from that greatly in the Wii U days. At least they have it now. So what games actually needed it? So we've got uh, what surprised you that they actually did it, and then I guess also what game didn't have it but really needed it? 
Hmm. And I'd even say for the the latter part of that, what game needed it is uh, Super Mario Party or just Mario Party in general, which, thank goodness, we are actually getting it. Um, and I've seen some people hmm. playing online uh, the, you know, Super Mario Party with the um, with the patch. So that's cool. But uh, what game surprise that actually did have it? Kid I'm Icarus. surprised all of them have yeah. it. I'm, I'm surprised Diablo 3 worked as well as it did. Like, really surprised. Kid Icarus uh, Uprising. Mm. Okay. That was a game that I thought, like, was amazing that it had online. It was kind of, it didn't need it. Um, is that the question? It's, it's surprised, right? That we, the ones that we yeah, yeah. Had it. yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's and got two questions, essentially. Yeah. Um, I think that, and it's awesome and it works really good. And I remember, like, being at work and on my break, like, playing Kid Icarus online. And it was like, why? How is this happening? What's going on? I'm playing 3DS online, a Kid Icarus game, and it's really good and fun and, and surprisingly in-depth. And that that was, yeah. You know what game Ooh. really needed it back in the day? Yeah. Monster, uh, sorry, uh, Metroid Prime Hunters. It did have it. Yeah, yeah it did have And voice chat, right? That, that was actually going to be my answer for why I was, I, that's the one I was most surprised about, Metroid Prime Hunters, because it did have it, and I played one-on-one with, like, my grade school friend. Maybe, the, did the demo uh, have online? Maybe that's what I'm thinking about? Probably not, if it was a demo. Uh, th- this was, this the full game absolutely Okay, did. maybe I'm yeah, thinking, I'm trying to see if I can figure it out. But so I guess Casey, that would be on your other list. Yes, yeah, I, 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 I meant it flip it. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I'm trying to think. I must have in three short single player games, a uh, trailer for the full game, and a multiplayer section. I think the multiplayer was uh, the game includes a wireless multiplayer mode of players. Each uh, there is no in-game bots. So yeah, that I, I must have just been thinking on the demo then. Yeah, because yeah, that game absolutely needs online for it to work. Um, do you remember how hyped up that game was back in the day? My goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, this Nintendo DS is launched with a demo. Yeah. I still have that. And they, they gave you like the, it's like the First book hunt. book cover. Like it's not an actual case. It's like a, just a, like a flap with the, the cover. Oh, really? I didn't stuff. know that. Yeah. You know, uh, man, talk about a game that I wish was designed better. Uh, I wish that was just Metroid Prime. <laughs> instead of that game whatever you know yeah which is such an amazing like so to this day so uh impressive like how that run- game runs and looks and everything but i just don't like the gameplay loop of it mm. anyway mm. all right what do we got next okay uh, from lockja uh 2814 they say you're stuck in a windowless doorless room containing nothing but a mirror and a table how do you escape my first is the table bolted to the ground because my first thought is you got to smash that mirror with the table right why is that well if there's no other way out that would be my first plan of action let's see what's behind this mirror that's funny it's funny you thought that that mirror was on the wall i was thinking it was a handheld mirror oh i guess see i was envisioning it was like um sort of like an interrogation room where like hey maybe that's a two-sided mirror you know I mean, we had to get in there somehow, right? Yeah. Right? So there has to be a way out. That, or you break the mirror and just end it all, because there's no way out, you know? Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I'll escape actually. this via death. 
Yeah. Well, not death, but my my thought was they'd have to come see you. What if you just create a new life inside that room so That's there's nothing to escape? Beautiful. Mm, yeah. yeah. So take that, Lockjaw. Yeah, we don't we don't want to escape. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's where we wanted to be. Maybe I'm in that room right now. It's all simulation, guys. Yep. And the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl this year, please. It's not going to happen, I know. <laughs> hey, how are they doing, by the way? Uh, well, the season starts up on Sunday. Oh, okay. So everyone is 0-0. But uh, I don't think we're going to be very great this year, but there is legitimate ho- uh, reason for optimism and excitement, which is not something we've had in a while. So well, good. I'm excited. And optimistic. Nice. Now, we got another one, Balix. Yeah, Stressa, Stressa tweeted at us and said, if you could change one thing from Nintendo's past, what would it be? I would they have them so they never release Splatoon, therefore that I never met Perry and my life... W- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> Um, and you wouldn't then your life wouldn't be in the mess of the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably be yeah, I wouldn't have wasted my time playing games at Perry. I'd have a great job making millions of dollars. Um you you'd be selling the yeah, pools. Yeah, yeah. Be working on commission, baby. Um but no, I, I would say I would go back to the N sixty four days and go with discs. You wouldn't have lost square. Final Fantasy Seven would have been a beautiful Nintendo exclusive, and who knows where the world could have been. Hmm. It would have changed things for big time, right? Because presumably if N64 had discs, maybe they compete better. Maybe they beat out PlayStation. Um, and then maybe, you know, it. then who knows the future, how that plays out for PlayStation and Nintendo, you know, eventually Microsoft as well. It, it would just uh, it ruffle a lot of feathers in the timeline. Mm. I have my answer. Mm. I would name the Wii U the Wii 2 or something like that. I would not I would stop them from naming it Wii U and fire whoever thought of that. What happens if it was Reggie? Punish them. He's gone. <laughs> Get out. Yep. Uh no, I I I'm just kidding. But uh I'm also not kidding. I think the Wii U is the stupidest name ever created ever and couldn't have been worse. What if I'll it, never yeah. forget looking like around me, even though no one is around me, and going, "We you?" Am I getting punked? <laughs> like with my, like I had like my, like I was like crinkling my my nose, like looking around, yeah, like Wii you? What the heck? What are they thinking? Wii you? Oh, more like P U. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, exactly. It was, it's it's that E three. I actually have it seared into my brain the exact moment you're talking about. It's um, Reggie is on stage at E3 2012, I think, or 2011 or 2012. I think 2011. I I think it It was was 2011. Um, And he's like, and you knew that they were going to do that uh, Project Cafe, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're definitely announcing it. They're definitely announcing it. And then Reggie's like, and we're excited to announce we you and the screen changes to the controller and you, you it's almost like you're like trying to squint your eyes so it looks good yes exactly <laughs> you can probably exactly. you could have probably have yes. felt the air leave the room 
when they announced that name, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, I, that, that's a pretty good one. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it'd be something to, like, make every Pokemon game be in development for a year longer uh, since <laughs> X and <Yes>. Y. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But I agree yeah. as well. Also, I think I would take the I would take it away from Game Freak after mm. the DS games. Yeah, just take just, it away. Just give it to give it to Bandai and Amco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get get a consistent eight out of ten every time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or you know who did a really great who did a really great one was um, Three Houses was mostly made by uh, Tecmo Koei. Mm. There you um, go. So so th- there has been some of that. Anyways, I, I think those are all good answers. Nice. Yes. All right, we got Thank one you, more Stressa. from uh, from the old Chariot Goblin. That's right. AT&P and Bumba. Following the recent new uh, Nintendo Investor results, Game Builder Garage was nowhere to be found on the list of sales figures. Does this say anything about the future of Nintendo and user-generated content? Let's not forget that Super Mario Maker 2 didn't exactly set the world on fire, and Nintendo gave uh, gave up on it so quickly compared to the first game. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Did they like, give I think up that's on a big it? Deal. I mean, I guess I haven't been following the, the releases. I guess maybe there was just more releases for the first one. Is that that's sort of the impression I'm getting? They, you know, um, kept releasing stuff opposed to maybe the second one here i wonder it just seems like it'd be so much easier to build with the wii u gamepad like that game is like just tailor-made for the wii u and it works on the switch but it's just not as intuitive right when i mean it's still not bad by any stretch of the imagination but i bet you you know if, if you were a hardcore mario maker player and you know you played both like i can't help but imagine you probably would rather play on the wii u if you're you know really creating levels so and then as far as game builder garage right i mean that was a pretty small little niche thing i can't imagine they were anticipating um any you know enormous like hey we're gonna you know we're all going on vacation with the sales from this one boys um you know 30 bucks I don't know. I, I Nintendo is they're weird enough with these small little creative endeavors. I don't think it's gonna, you know. Dis- I think they were like, we got the bivs to send Perry a copy. Sold. Yeah, I I think they'll keep on trying and and re- like iterating on different little uh, user created things, and um, I don't think it's necessarily going anywhere because, like I said, I, I can't imagine they had crazy high hopes. Like, hey, this is gonna, you know you know, break the bank in any sort of way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I think that I, right. I, I, I think the expectations, I have no idea what they're thinking. I think, yeah. So it could have hit, it could have hit it perfectly. And I, I got to imagine that. Yeah. I think that that was probably in development since, since Mario maker two has, I mean, that was probably in development before two came out. Um, and I think that that is, I, I, you got to ask yourself. Yeah. I think that, like, will Mario Maker go forward? Like, I, I, I don't know, and um, like, I have no idea. I, I, I don't. What is Mario Maker Two sales? I, I have good answers to everything, Perry, because I, I was looking this up in the background. Little bee's brain, uh, baby, it's growing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> medium brain academy. <laughs> uh, okay, 
So I think I I get where Chariot Goblin is coming from, but I, I think he's a little off the mark here, and, and I'll, I'll say for a couple reasons why. One, they did a very bad job at surfacing the user-created content in Game Builder Garage, as cool as it was, and it very much wasn't the focus. So whatever metrics Nintendo's using to decide do user-created games sell, I just don't think this is the one. And if anything, they may even say the user-created stuff, even though we didn't put much in it, gave the game more attention than it may may have gotten otherwise, because people were talking about that thing for a couple days. Um, the other thing to consider about, uh, Mario Maker 2 versus Mario Maker 1 is that Mario Maker 1 was one, a new game and two came out on the Wii U, which means it just hits different the first time. Right. Uh, and they were, they were supporting it like very visibly, uh, more. Um, but even with that said, Mario Maker 2 sold more. Uh, the first Mario Maker sold um, about 4 million as of this March, according to Wikipedia. And the second Mario Maker sold about 7 million as of this March, mm. um, which actually only makes it the 15th highest selling Switch game. Ugh, that, it's actually insane. But I think just listen to those numbers. It, isn't that crazy that almost a third of Wii U owners had Mario Maker? Like, you know, insane. you know, insane. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and and then the Mario Kart Eight attach rate was insane too. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a couple. Of, I think it was even more. It was over half. Well, that was one of the things you can you can't say about the Wii U is like that. The the people who bought Wii U's they played that thing like the attachment rate right. Like for some of these games are just like astronomical. Um, but yeah. I, I know we're uh, we, we should move on because because we're running tight, but uh, I'm looking at these top selling we uh, switch games and you want to hear what the craziest one to me is um, it what sold more than Mario Maker 2 and sold 9.59 million copies was Luigi's Mansion 3. Dang. Which I'm it, it was a good game. I, I haven't beaten and it, it came out on um, Halloween, too, right? Or, or the day before. Yeah, but that seems like an insane amount of copies for a Luigi's Mansion game. Well, mm-hmm. we'll probably get, Xander's happy to hear it. We'll probably get another one at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, mm. but very cool. That's all. Sweet. Well, thank you, Cherry Goblin. Thank you for sending that in, and thanks to everyone else for sending stuff in. Uh, you can send us emails at tnp at nintendoworldreport.com. That's tnp. Which stands for Talk Nintendo Podcast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Uh, and you can also uh you can also tweet at us uh, at Talk Nintendo Pod. That's Talk Nintendo P P O O D D. That was um okay, I gotta say that was amazing on my end because it went it was P P and then O was at the at yeah, the same time. And then the D was so it was like P P O D D. It was amazing. We we well when cool. you were late to the podcast, we were practicing. That that you know yeah, you know what that is. Yeah. That sounds like some great timing. And speaking of time, you know what time it is? It's time for the Running polls. Running up the polls. It's poll time. Poll results time. Ooh-wee. This well, I, week's poll. Yeah, interesting mm-hmm. poll this week, Al. Thank you, thank you. I I've I've been getting pretty interesting with it. I think, and I and I actually have. D- don't say these uh, on the show, but I have some interesting ideas. 
uh, in the bottom of the document currently. Anyways, this week's poll was about Metroid Dread and how much of Metroid Dread Nintendo has been showing off. Uh, I asked, is Nintendo showing off too much of Metroid Dread to the point where it's kind of spoilery? And and this was kind of motivated because I was thinking about like the Pokemon 3DS era and they were giving away like 50 of the 70 new Pokemon mm. by the time it came out um, and like major late game environments and story beats that they really should not have been. Um, I think the the most egregious one was um delta episode or whatever and omega ruby alpha sapphire was the post game and just two or three days before it came out i think they had like a press release about it um and i know metroid dread is like it, it's kind of been showing off some bosses that really would have been better if you kind of yeah, experienced it as is yeah so i, I asked people what they thought and <clears throat> really good feedback on this one 291 votes uh 36.8% of people said yes. Uh Nintendo is showing off too much of Metroid Dread. Uh 22.7% says not really. Uh 32% just says just don't look at it, which I thought would be like a very common response. Uh and then give me more was 8.2%. Mm. So a couple uh, of monsters really, out there. Really interesting feedback. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I for me with these these trailers, I guess like I I'm all about the reveal trailer, you know like obviously E3 or you know the Nintendo Direct's first really showing it off. Like I'm all about that, you know. Sometimes they get a little spoiler, usually not too bad, right? Because usually it's pretty far off. And then I feel like I I usually just go like I've seen enough. I know I want that game. I'm gonna just sort of go, you know radio silence if you will um, and and i know i saw some people commenting too right like they just don't look at it becomes a little more difficult in today's world right where the, you're on twitter you're seeing people with screen grabs you're seeing thumbnails on youtube you just get people who are just jerks and just like to spoil things you know if a, a bigger spoiler you know comes out you know you just happen to see that in your timeline or or a comment uh, on even like i've seen like <laughs> random spoiler I, I think it was during one of the marvel movies which i don't care about um i saw i was like looking at like a football post and someone like spoiled like the ending of it like just being jerks you know so i, I get it becomes more difficult but yeah i think they should lay Are you sure that wasn't you yeah just be honest <laughs> um but yeah. and the worst was it was someone like they spelt it wrong like with like zeros and like you know for people who like use the filter you know, just to get around that. It's like, man, what a bunch of douchers. But anyway, um, yeah, I think they should not spoil as much, but I get like those are hype moments and they're trying to get your hype. So movie trailers you know, we do should it do too. It's anti, crazy. We should do anti-spoilers. Like what I mean by that is stuff that actually isn't in the game. Well, that's, that, that... they used to do that, right? They'd make trailers <laughs> And like movie trailers too of scenes and things that like aren't in the movie or in the game, but well, that's a teaser. Yeah, uh, comedies do that all the time, about, even yeah. still. But I'm talking like like do lie. things that are yeah, factually lies, wrong, like, like like one of the characters dies and stuff that yeah, doesn't actually happen. Mario just dead on the screen. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So we can start spreading. It's kind of like the episode of The Office where they're spreading rumors, but um, uh. 
but like they find find out one one of them is fake. No, no. In order to make it so people don't know what's real, they spread rumors about everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so they just they 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 do more fake they rumors so everyone water. thinks everything's fake. Exactly. Yeah. What that. if we lied to our listeners? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, Samus dies and uh, Link's in it. Mm-hmm. I can and, see Link, Link coming into a Metroid. Link replaces Samus. Guys, wouldn't a Zelda cross Metroid game be actually super cool? I'm just going to say that. That would be cool. Some sort of Zelda cross thing. Metroid, is that what you said? Yeah. They've got that. You could play the. Um... Super Smash Bros. No, Ultimate. they they like people do randomizers on um like Link to the Past. So like it like it's a mod where it like jumbles yeah, all that. So like there's a mod where it's it's Super Super Metroid and Link to the Past in one game, and like you switch between. I don't know how it works. I've only seen videos, but but it is the two meshed together. So your hopes have been answered. No, I'm talking yep, about Nintendo. They've doing been it, not- answered. They've. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, we didn't get Josh's email uh, in, on here. Oh, shoot. Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> He's, I don't even know what he was saying. We'll just have to it's wait till next week. No, I'm going to um, read it right now. It's too how, funny. Halfway through uh, Metroid Dread, um, Samus meets a bounty hunter named Nil. And um, there's a and rivalry. And actually a turtle? And, no. And, but like towards the end of the game, Nil... Uh, pulls off his mask and reveals that Nil is Link backwards. Mm. <laughs> and also, and also, Dumbledore dies. Yeah, just saying. Um, that ain't right, Bobby. But uh, uh, Josh said, first of all, what gives you the right? <laughs> Second of all, how dare you? And thirdly, are you proud of yourselves? Yes, yes, and of course. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, and no. That was great. Anyway, um, I'm just kidding. Dumbledore does not die. Dumbledore, I've I've read Lord of the Rings a lot of times. He comes back to life. So, <laughs> and, he, and he's white, I'm not gray anymore. Cool. I'm enjoying this just this just Perry moment of <laughs> let's let's just hang out. <laughs> Let, let's just hang out for a little bit in this joke. Yeah, let's just I, I let's know. just uh, marinate yeah, it. For I know a I'm not ashamed while. of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I was I really liked it. I liked the the silence and I liked just listening. Mm. You know, we were considering it. It was so good that we just had to consider it for a mm. while. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end. We've we've properly marinated on that joke. Um, Thank we're gonna you. Let it- and also, I was going to say, I, I know that Alex is the king of the of the poll. Uh, but maybe that might be a fun thing for people to email and like poll ideas. That poll we could suggestions. Run. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you don't mess with me. I'm the pollman. I actually, I, I have a question, Perry. Was there? Um, did we have dodgeball academia codes d- that we didn't give away? Oh, we no? do have one. Yeah, yeah. Because we have... I have, I have an idea for what we can do for it. Okay. Is give it to someone who writes in listener mail next week. Oh, I think I don't know if we can do that. But okay. <laughs> I, I think that we're doing a. I think we we talked about doing a giveaway on Twitter, like our monster train. Which, by the way, ah, uh, thank you for okay. bringing that up. <laughs> that was a good idea. Well, we have other. I, I, we now I regret for. it. <laughs> no, don't regret it. Um, yeah. So we had a monster train that, that uh pull uh not pull a contest a giveaway, uh and now I need to scroll back through it because 
There we go. Okay. And then we can pick a winner right now. Is that okay? Can we do that right now? You better make it fast. I guess. Okay. All right. Monster Train giveaway. The winner is... Hold on. Who should the winner be, guys? Drum roll. It goes through the random number generator, of course. Yep. Casey gets another copy. Yep. And Casey gets two copies. All right. I am putting it through that little website. And... Or... What? Give it to Casey, who then turns it into a listener mail contest of his mm. own volition. Oh. Launder the code. Under the guise. You, should, you want to launder the code? Yeah, code laundering. <laughs> code laundering. <laughs> no, I got I got it. The Okay, uh, who is it? It is uh Mound Redeem 62. Boom. I think they are French. So I'm sorry. It's not allowed on this on this podcast. I have to pick someone else. <laughs> just kidding, loser. We love the French here. I don't even know if it is French. <laughs> it just kind of now you're like, just being. It might not be. Actually, I don't, I don't think it is French. It might be like Portuguese. No, it's all right. French. It's French. On there this note, so there you go. There we go. There you go. And they can only claim it if they go to the top of a mountain. It's where it's sitting there. So. All right. What? Cool. What? What's wrong, Casey? Do you need something? No. no, 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 no. Tell me. What? What? What do you want? What do you want to do? Who should we give no, it to? No, I am happy to give it away to the person who <laughs> won it proper. Yeah. Congratulations yeah, to our French friend. Yeah. There we uh, go. Your code will will end up your way. And hey, thanks for listening to the Talk Nintendo podcast. Where can you find uh, us at? You can find us on Twitter at. Talk Nintendo P O What a clown. What a clown. <laughs> you hear this, Perry? Uh-huh. It's like it's his first rodeo. That's Talk Nintendo Pod. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Casey, why don't you wrap up the show properly? All right. You, you. you can find us on Twitter. No, Thank no, no. We're working through this. We're working us. through this until I do it. No, no, no. Uh, we are on Twitter at Talk Nintendo Pod. That's Talk Nintendo P P O O D D. And you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash NWR. That's patreon.com slash N N W W R R. Send us listener mail. Casey, can you see that in the in the thing? We're like spot on. We're pretty we- there's it's never been anyone doubting our chemistry. We're in lockstep. No, in fact, a lot of people write in just to tell us yeah, about our they chemistry. Say, Your chemistry's great, and then we say, "Well, you should see us when we're in person." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just put it this way: PG thirteen. <laughs> uh, so yeah, send us listener mail. Uh, like we said, TNP at NintendoWorldReport.com. Um, Casey's working on a Discord right now that yes, should be ready to go right. soon. That's going to be exciting. Uh, that'll be posted on our Twitter, and that'll be included in future Yeah, in the show notes. Uh, yeah, show it'll be a notes. click and join and all that good stuff. Before I sign us off, did I get everything? Second time around, you did. Uh, you know what? <laughs> That's, this is like learning to drive. Oh, right? God. This is learning to drive. You hit an, you hit an elderly <laughs> lady the first time, but... 
No, He's this is okay. like this is like a parallel park, but I scrape sort of the back bumper in the car in front of me. <laughs> okay. I'd say yeah. that's where we're at yeah, right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, the Talk Nintendo Podcast. Have a good week. Bye. Always leave a note. Poodles. Bye. I think you can craft your deck.